This is the PR Podcast, a show about how public relations helps you tell your story to the world. We talk with great PR practitioners who have the skills, creativity, and just plain savvy to get their clients noticed. Now here's your host, Jody Fisher. Hey everyone, and welcome to the PR Podcast. I'm Jody Fisher. Thanks for joining us. This week we wanted to do another Q&A episode where we address some topics that we found in the public relations community on Reddit. For those of you who use it, Reddit is a great place online to share information on lots of different topics, and boy, they seem to have a subreddit for just about everything. I seem to go there whenever I have a question about home maintenance or tech, uh, something like that, and, and they give lots of really terrific responses. It's sort of crowdsourcing your problem. Uh, and I always find an answer. So that's why I like going there whenever I have a question about something. We, for today, we've picked some questions and some threads that we found there as well. I'm going to give my impressions of those conversations and we're going to see where it takes us. This is all done spontaneously on the fly. So here we go. Question number one, seeking advice. Have you moved from large corporation to consulting? This is posted by Hey Hi Hollow. (laughs) That's a good one uh, on the public relations uh, subreddit on Reddit. Uh, And this person writes, I have 10 plus years in the film industry and was recently included in a round of layoffs, very sorry, from a major studio due to COVID. As this industry is still struggling, and I'm assuming they mean the film industry is still struggling and likely won't recover quickly, I'm wondering if it would be wise to start consulting. Would love to hear any advice, reality checks, etc. from those who have made the transition. Well, as a person who has made the jump from corporate America into doing my own thing, Uh, running the PR function at a larger marketing and advertising agency, I will say that it's always a terrific time to start consulting, to hang out your own shingle, if that's what you want to do. Um, I'll take a step back. Uh, Lots of people will say that uh, getting a job with a company is, you know, finding a safe job. You've heard that uh, phrase in the past, at least when I was coming up, I heard that phrase a lot. You know, get a, get a job with a big company. It's a safe job. It's a reliable job. Let me tell you something. No job is safe. No job is reliable. And this person uh, can tell that story firsthand because they're talking about being laid off from a major movie studio. Now, what else would be seemingly safe than a big corporation making, presumably, millions of dollars, tens, maybe even hundreds of millions of dollars a year? Um, no job is safe, right? It's only as safe uh, as as your last hit. It's only as safe as the the last great job you did. And sometimes it isn't even that safe because sometimes conditions come along and, and it seems like it did in this case where, you know, it's just a numbers thing and they've got to lay off people and they look around and you're one of them. So it's always a great time to start out on your own because then you can truly be, I feel, you can truly be in charge of who you are and what you're doing and how much money you're able to make. Um, I absolutely love working with my clients, the clients that I have. I also absolutely love the thrill of going out and hunting for new business, leveraging my network, leveraging my talents, leveraging my reputation to talk to people who are perhaps related to people who I know. I mean, business related, not family related. 
related to people I know, do business with people I do business with, um, who, who need the thing that I can do. And they get a recommendation from someone whom I've worked with and they say, hey, you should really work with Jody. He's terrific. He may help you with this problem that you're having. Um, and I'm always willing to have a conversation with someone who finds himself in that position. Uh, I'm obviously a huge cheerleader for public relations. I think it it, it is... Um, essential for anyone who's running a business. Um, you know, you may not have the budget to do it right out of the gate, but, um, but even if you're not actually hiring a professional to do public relations for you out of the gate, you're still in the business of public relations. You are still in the business of broadcasting your story, of letting people know you're there, right? And you are typically not taking out big expensive ads in a newspaper or on radio or on TV or a billboard or something. You're typically not doing paid advertising. You're doing word of mouth. Word of mouth is public relations. It's also media and things like that and government and community, but it's word of mouth. It's what we do at its core. We tell stories. We let people know what's going on, who's there, why they're there, what they're doing, how it's beneficial. Um, it's absolutely always the right time to go into consulting. If it's something you think you want to do, you should absolutely go for it. And if you find yourself in a situation like this where you've been laid off, you have one of two choices. You can either go job hunt, which in today's environment is probably a very challenging thing to do. Not that it's impossible, um, but it's challenging. Or if you think you have the chops and you want to go for it, absolutely go out there and do it. And who says you can't do both at the same time while we're at it? Who says you can't be job hunting and also try to get some money on the side working, consulting for this company or that company or this small business just for a few bucks um, and see which one grows legs faster, right? Why not? Absolutely go for it. Question number two, I am going to start a PR campaign for my company, but who should I reach out to? Uh, and the, the person posts a little further on, I'm creating a PR campaign for a startup product. Which journalists should I reach out to? Journalists who cover startup or question mark? Thanks. Great question. Um, and let me give you my philosophy on, on how I might answer this. Um, it's one of the big questions that PR people ask themselves every day, right? When we're pitching a story, who are we going to reach out to? Um, I always have the frame of mind that you're never just reaching out to a journalist, you're reaching out to their audience. So you have to figure out which journalist to contact by figuring out who they talk to, who their audience is, right? And, and what is their makeup? What are they interested in? Why do they come to that reporter or that outlet to find the information that they want. Um, but that said, you have to decipher which journalist or which editor, which reporter, which blogger, which social media influencer might be the best person to reach out to. Um, I believe that journalists typically categorize um, news based on two criteria. One is geography, right? Where is my audience? Where in the world is my audience? Is it locally in this, this DMA, this city, this town, this region, this part of the world? Um, that's, that's a way that journalists categorize how to report the stories that they report. And the other is obviously subject matter. Uh, am I a beat reporter for a, a large mainstream publication? Am I... Uh, a more specific or niche reporter for a more niche kind of a publication. 
you know, am I the, and I'll make it up here, you know, am I the, the video card editor at uh, XYZ Computer Magazine, right? Well, if you're the video card editor, they're not going to want to hear about, I don't know, HDMI cables, but you know what I mean? You've got to figure out what they report on, and this is where you've got to do your research, figure out what they report on and why they would think your thing is interesting. Uh, You've heard me say this on the podcast before. Um, You know, news may be important to a client. You've got to figure out how to make that news important to the media and the media's audience, right? It might be important to you. We have to make it important to them. Uh, And that is the key. So which journalist should I reach out to? Um, Asking specifically here, journalists that cover startups, There are plenty of journalists who cover startup companies. Um, How are you going to make your startup stand out amongst all the other startups? I would venture a guess that that's probably going to be a bit of a tall order. Um, Because if you're just, I mean, that's an awfully big pool, right? I mean, how many thousands, tens of thousands of startups are there? How are you going to make yours stand out? I really don't think that that's the news hook. I think the news hook is the what the startup does or the who the startup serves, the audience that they serve, the product they create, the thing that they do, and how unusual, unique, different, strange, weird, wonderful is that thing that they do. So, and, and I would also say that uh, you have to figure that out, but I would also say that you don't necessarily need and you're not, nece- you're not even going to get, let me d- say it that way, you're not going to get a thousand reporters to write about your story, unless, you, unless you've figured out like a cure for cancer or something. Um, and you don't need that. What you need is that one good story. Reach out to one reporter, you know, maybe reach out to 10, <laughs> but, but reach out to that one reporter who you know this is just the right fit for them. This is just the thing that they write about. They're going to be interested in this based on what I've seen them write about before. That's where your research comes in. And then reach out to that reporter and say, hey, I read your story on X. I've got a story on this that I think you would be interested in. Here's why. And then tick off the reasons why and get a conversation started with that journalist. Even if they don't do it, they might refer it to a colleague. If they say no thanks, there is no harm in asking them, hey, do you think there's someone else at your organization who would be interested in this? Do you have a peer who writes about this? I mean, they don't know you anyway. Why not try asking them, right? What's it going to hurt? Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Um, So I would say figure out what your thing is, and who your target's going to be based on what they've done in the past. Do your research. Uh, It really comes down to that. Question number three. This company is giving me so many issues with pushing back my start date. Oh, boy. They didn't even let me take time off before starting, and I asked to extend the deadline, and I get snarky emails. This comes to us from justagirl87, uh, posted just a few days ago. Um, and then she further writes, uh, I really don't know if this is a red flag or not. They didn't even give me additional time when thinking of accepting my offer. Um, wow. (laughs) Yes, it's a red flag. Yes, absolutely. It's a red flag. Uh, there is a saying, um, 
in in the industry. Um, if they're a pain in the uh, in the pitch process, they're going to be even more of a pain when they become a client. Um, you do not want to chase someone uh, into buying your thing, right? Someone who wants to buy your thing is going to buy your thing. In the same breath, a company that is a pain in the butt before your start date is going to be even worse once you become their employee. Um, it's a clear red flag that they don't understand how to deal with their employees. They don't understand boundaries. Um, and, and maybe at the very least, you are just not the right fit for their company, right? Uh, and I know that's a hard thing to say, especially right now when so many people are out of work, so many people are trying to land jobs, uh, and you go through a process to land a job and you think you got it. And suddenly it starts to, you know, it just goes rotten like this. Um, but you've got to walk away. I think that it will, it will break your heart. It will drive you crazy. It will, um, it will end up in so many sleepless nights, uh, and so much stress and so much anxiety. Um, if, if you take this job, it's, it's just going to go bad. It's, I mean, the writing is on the wall here, right? And if, and even if they're not doing something, I mean, maybe I'm only reading 50% of this this thread, right? And there, there may be, or, or 50% of the, of the scenario, there's a company version of this as well, right? This person is writing about the company is giving her problems. Well, you know what? I'm sure the company has a perspective too. That said, if you don't like what they're doing, you're not a fit. You don't fit there. Um, whatever they want, they want something different from you than what you're giving them. And you don't want to give them that break up, <laughs> just walk, right? You'd never date a person like this. Why are you gonna, why are you gonna go to work for them? So absolutely, red flag, take a hike. All right, and question number four is about coaching leadership talking to the media. And this person writes, um, oh, this is a great line, foxes love boxes, I love Dr. Seuss. Um, that, that, that book, let's just go off on a little tangent here. Those of us who are parents, um, that, that Dr. Seuss book, um, that tongue twister book was just amazing. I used to love reading it to my kids. Um, and it teaches, it really teaches enunciation. I think it's a great PR book, quite frankly. I also think it's a great, uh, media training book. Um, you should probably, and wow, I just gave myself an idea. Work that book into your media training. What that book teaches you to do is slow down and enunciate your words. Um, and not rush through an idea. Because if you rush through what you're reading in that Dr. Seuss book, um, you're going to trip and it's going to come out. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, and so what you need to do with that book is slow down and think through it as you're speaking it. Um, and you even get to a point, at least I have with it when, when I was reading that book to my kids and then they were reading it, you get to a point where you go so slowly that you actually, I almost feel the words form in my head as they drop down onto my tongue and they come out. Um, so great book. Uh, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to use that in my media training. There you go. I just gave myself an idea. Back to this question about coaching leadership and talking to the media. I've, uh, I've taken over all communications, Fox's loves boxes rights, including crisis communications for my firm. And I'd like to coach certain key players on how to speak to the media. How many of you coach leadership, key spokespeople, media relations? What's your process? Any resources you recommend for learning material? 
Terrific question. We could do an entire show, and maybe we will. I think we actually uh, should do an entire show about media training. Let's leave the crisis out of out of it for a minute. Just talk about media training. Um, I learned uh, great media training from the wonderful Richard Valeriani, who used to work for uh, NBC News. Uh, he was a State Department spokesman for the network, and um, I knew him in the period of his life after he had transitioned to being a media trainer. He was just elegant. Uh, the way he, the way he coached clients, the way he um, uplifted clients, and the way he pointed out to them their um, their faults about the way they were going about expressing their ideas um, without beating them down. Um, was just wonderful. He was a terrific man um, and a really, really smart and really, really good media trainer. I'll say probably the best media trainer I've ever worked with. Um, when you are learning how to talk to media, there's probably a couple key things, and, and I'm going to forget a whole bunch here, but let, let's just sort of, sort of run them down off the top of the head. Um, there are lots of things that media trainers will teach you to do and I think the first thing you need to, to teach a person to do is to try to get as comfortable as possible being in that scenario where you're talking to reporters. Now, I don't mean comfortable like let your guard down because you should always have a degree of your guard up. Remember, everything that comes out of your mouth when you're speaking with a reporter is reportable. That's why they're called reporters. They report what you say. So I always tell clients, you know, don't say anything you don't want them to report because you're always on the record. Um, only And only PR people like us should go off the record. Clients should never go off the record. They are always on the record. That's why they're there. They're there to be quoted. Um, it's the PR people who, who understand how to discuss being off the record and having those background conversations um, and, and speak freely with a reporter and not make it into the article in the way that a client is supposed to make it into an article, you know, with quotes around what they say in the paper or in the soundbite when they're on radio or TV. So, but number one, try to, to create a level of comfort. And I guess maybe it's called a level of confidence when someone is speaking to a reporter. So that's the first thing I would say in terms of coaching someone to talk to media is, is fill them with the confidence that they need. And filling them with confidence is simple little things like, Remember to turn off your cell phone. <laughs> when you sit down, grab the back of your jacket and tuck it under your butt so you don't have this giant hump, uh, you know, in the, in the back of your neck. Um, you know, uh, sit up, don't slouch back. Um, the, all those kinds of little things that are going to create an environment of success in what you want to do. Um, there's also the prep part. You know, I, I always encourage clients uh, I work with them on their messages beforehand, but I always encourage them to privately write three things down that you want to say. Um, actually hand write them out. Don't type them. Don't put them in your phone. Actually get a little piece of paper, index card, whatever that is. Write them out longhand. Take them, put them in your pocket, bring it with you, glance at it, look at it, practice it in your mirror, recite it in the shower, right? Get those three talking points down to make sure that you get across those three things that you want to say. Um, also, I recommend to clients, um, and I do not mean this to sound disingenuous, don't wait for the question that you want to get. Tell the reporter what you want them to know. 
right? Um, an interview is not an interrogation. And what I mean by that is you're not there just to answer questions. You're there to convey what you want to say. Um, and the reporter can't report what you don't say. That works two ways. The reporter can't say something like maybe there's something negative you don't want to tell the reporter. Okay, so if you don't say it, they won't know it. On the other hand, if you don't tell a reporter something you want them to know, and you wait for the question that never comes, you're not going to say that either. So make sure that you tell the reporter the things you want them to know right up front. Um, and there's all kinds of strategies about pivoting your message and things like that. And, and like I said, I think maybe we'll do a, a podcast just on talking to the media. Um, but tell the reporter the things that you want them to know. So once you're comfortable and confident in the interaction, in the back and forth with the reporter, you've got to have the stuff you're going to say. And the stuff you're going to say are those three talking points that you want to repeat frequently. Um, there is a, a hysterical video that I sometimes use in, um, in media training with a British uh, uh, member of parliament who answers a string of literally, I think it's like eight or nine questions in a row about a very controversial topic that's going on. And he's got one sentence. It's kind of got two halves. And um, he always answers the question that the reporter asks him with both halves of those sentence, th that sentence just kind of reconfigured. He says the same thing every single time. Now, it's comical when you watch it because you, you look at it and you're like, this guy's full of it. But what he did was that he made sure that the reporter was only going to report the thing that he wanted to say, and he wasn't going to get into a back and forth with the reporter to, to get him to say something that he didn't want to say. Um, so from a media training perspective, it's a very powerful video. Um, getting back to this, this question here, because I'm going on and on here a little bit, but uh, let's reread it. How many of you coach leadership, key spokespeople, media relations? What's your process? Any resources you recommend for learning material? You know, I think there's plenty you can Google, um, but I think th those are the key points is you want to make someone, you want to teach someone how to be comfortable and confident in the relationship. You want to make sure they understand the importance of having those three talking points and repeating them frequently. Um, and then you want to do whatever you can to make sure that the, um, that the client knows that, um, that they can always, we can always pick up later um, with the interview, that you want to complete the interview uh, in a timely way, find the period on the sentence, don't go on and on and on, um, but then finish it and be done. And then any follow-up can be handled by the PR person. Um, also, uh, here's, here's a good point. The client doesn't have to be an expert on everything under the sun, right? There are some things that the CEO of the organization, for example, won't necessarily know. It's okay. And you have to teach the, the, um, the person how to, to very deftly say, gee, I don't have that answer. I'll, I'll have someone get back to you. Or, gee, I don't, I, I'm not sure of that right now. We'll find that answer for you and we'll get it back to you. Um, I think those are some of the key things. Uh, great, great question. And you've given us a lot to think about for a future episode. 
All right, so that's it for this week. Another great episode in the books. We will be back next week with a new guest, so please check us out for that episode. And thank you, everyone, again for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the show, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The PR Podcast, and send us a question or a comment. Our intro is by Christopher Appolt. You can find him and his terrific photography on Instagram at Christopher underscore A-P-P-O-L-D-T. We'll see you next time on the PR Podcast. Yeah.